Hello, welcome back to Medical School with Michaela. This is a podcast just addressing various different aspects of medical school's um, wonderful different curricular things. Um, this is another episode regarding uh, family medicine. So today we'll be discussing amenorrhea. This is out of chapter 59 in Blueprints for Family Medicine. Um, this is the third edition. So please double check certain things and I have been um, very diligent at pointing out specific things that I think um, need to be updated. So what is amenorrhea? So this is the absence of menstrual periods when someone should be having them. This is in women of reproductive age. So this can be physiologic and this can include uh, something like menopause, pregnancy, or even during breastfeeding. In primary amenorrhea, this is the absence of menarche by the age of 16. The prevalence of this is about 1%. Um, secondary amenorrhea, however, is the absence of menses that were previously present for at least six cycles or 12 months, and the prevalence of that is 4%. So when you're doing a clinical history on these patients, you need to ask about when they started having periods or when their menarche was, their menstrual duration, flow, any dysmenorrhea they're having, uh, review any development with them, review the presence of chronic illness, and discuss any medications. Any of these things could be the reason why the woman is no longer bleeding. Also discuss substance abuse and sexual history with the patient. Ask about significant stressors in life, and these can be either emotional or physical, Um, especially if the patient has had some profound weight loss, you definitely want to get an idea of this. Additionally, assessing visual changes, um, headaches, palpitations, galactorrhea, presence of a goiter, fatigue, um, abdominal pain, bloating, and pubertal changes can all lead to there being an underlying cause of the amenorrhea that the patient is experiencing. Also, you want to ask about nutrition and discuss uh, any weight changes like we had talked about before, but also dieting and the presence of body image dissatisfaction, because all of those things can coalesce together and give us a reason why the woman may no longer be um, having menstrual periods. On physical exam, you'll want to obtain vital signs as always, as well as a weight and a height, perform a fundoscopic exam, palpate the thyroid gland, and also look for any masses as well as a diffuse goiter in the thyroid, perform a breast exam, also perform an abdominal exam, perform a bimanual pelvic exam, and look for secondary sex characteristics. Additionally, look for pale vaginal mucosa, short stature, and hirsutism. On those physical exams, you can begin to start linking different physical exam findings with diagnoses, which we'll discuss. Uh, So pathogenesis. Essentially, being familiar with the HPO axis will help you figure out what's going on with the amenorrhea. So as we know, the hypothalamus will release GnRH, which is going to stimulate the pituitary to release LH and FSH. That will cause the ovaries to release estradiol and progesterone. The estradiol is going to feed back onto the pituitary gland, and that's going to calm down uh, the release of the LH and the FSH, and the progesterone is going to feed back on the hypothalamus. The big things that can cause there to be perturbations in this HPO axis can be things like stress, either physical or emotional, chronic infections, systemic illnesses, anorexia nervosa, or exercise um, that is very excessive. So uh, think about women who are participating in organized sports such as swimming or marathon running or track or cross country. But also if they tell you that they're otherwise very active and you dig more into that and find out that their activity causes there to be quite a bit of aerobic exercise, that may point you to why this is happening. Um, There could also be reasons, including that GnRH is not being secreted for whatever reason. Um, In Kalman syndrome, as you'll recall, there's failure of the pituitary gland, and that's due to the fact that the um, neurons for GnRH are not migrating from the olfactory bulb, and that causes there to be um, no GnRH secreted. 
There can also be trauma, um, hypotension, pituitary adenomas, and uh, craniopharyngiomas, which can cause there to be um, amenorrhea. And this can also be caused by chromosomal abnormalities, radiation chemotherapy, and premature menopause. Um, the process can also be suppressed by hypothyroidism and hyperprolactinemia. So checking appropriate labs is a good idea. Moving on, we will talk about differential um, and helpful testing. So um, there can be physiologic reasons why a woman is not experiencing menstrual periods, and this is commonly due to the fact that she is pregnant. So you would check a beta HCG, and this would allow you to know whether or not she is pregnant. If you're thinking about hypothalamic and pituitary causes, you need to think about thyroid disease, and you check a TSH. A pituitary adenoma could cause this, so you would check a prolactin, and then you would do an MRI or a CT scan of the head to look for um, a, pro a pituitary adenoma. Uh, there can also be a GnRH deficiency, and this can be checked with LH and FSH. Um, if you think that the patient has PCOS, this requires further diagnostic workup um, and more questions to be asked. There can be chronic diseases which can manifest, so you would check an LH and an FSH as well as an estradiol and a prolactin. Stress as well as eating disorders can cause this, and you would check the same labs, so LH, FSH, estradiol, and prolactin. And then also, meds are a good idea. If you think that the medications are causing this, you may suggest the patient coming off the medications if possible and seeing if there's restoration of menstrual cycles. Additionally, you want to consider other causes like actual physical abnormalities that can be causing the absence of periods. So for diagnostic evaluations, you want to look for a uterus in the patient. Um, there can be blind ends to the vagina in lots of patients, and you can find out that the reason that they've never had a period is because they have no uterus and they also have no ovaries. Um, if you find that the patient doesn't have the bl a blind end to their vagina and they do have a uterus, you want to look for breasts um, to see if there's some kind of gonadal uh, dysfunction. You always want to order a pregnancy test, especially if this is secondary. You would order a TSH, and you can also do a Provera challenge. So you see if you give Provera and the patient bleeds, that's a positive Provera sign. Um, you also want to check for evidence of PCOS, so you would look for acne, hirsutism, and the ring of pearls appearance on an ultrasound. If you're unfamiliar with that term, please Google it. Um, it will be very obvious what I'm talking about because it looks like um, a string of pearls just um, around the ovaries. Um, you also want to check their DHEA levels, and that can point you into the direction of there being some kind of tumor. You would check a 17-hydroxyprogesterone, and that could rule out congenital, um, intranatal hyperplasias, as well as Cushing syndrome. And then also you would do an MRI if they fail your Depo-Provera challenge to look for there being some type of um, ovarian failure, especially if they have an elevated FSH. As far as treatment goes, um, it's very development dependent and it also depends on the underlying cause. So you can give estrogen to stimulate breast growth if they do have a uterus. They're not going to bleed if they don't have a uterus and that's pretty much the end of it. Notifying the patient that they don't have a uterus and maybe exploring um, other mechanisms may also be a good idea. If they have hypothyroidism they may experience other signs which will be discussed in other lectures but you would treat that with levothyroxine. Um, you can also try clomiphene if they are trying to become pregnant, especially if they have PCOS. Um, you can try hormone replacement therapy if they have premature ovarian failure. Um, however, it's very important with patients who we discuss um, giving hormone replacement therapy that we discuss possibly increasing the, ris the risk of heart disease. And that also, if they have PCOS, we can treat their insulin resistance, any obesity they may have, hypertension and hyperlipidemia with metformin as well as, well as thiazides. 
Um, one big thing is that a test answer is commonly what's the first thing that you do with a patient who you identify as having PCOS, you want to start them on metformin. And also, patients who are amenorrheic athletes need to be given proper nutrition. That is all. I hope you enjoyed learning about amenorrhea. Please tune in for the next episode. Bye-bye.